0: Hello and welcome to another Wattpad podcast. Today we're talking to David Wallace-Fleming, author of the social media love story Growing Up Wired and Not From Concentrate, a collection of satirical stories exploring technology and relationships. Both of these works can be read for free on Wattpad. Hi, David. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. Where are we speaking to you from?
1: I am talking to you from Austin, Texas right now.
0: Awesome. Do you know a lot of writers in Texas?
1: Um, I would say I know a few. Uh, I've been involved in uh, a writing club here in Austin, Texas, and that kind of helped me to meet people. They also have a Writers League of Texas right here in Austin, so that's a good opportunity for people you know in the area to generally meet people.
0: Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Do you know a lot of Watt patters in those societies? Um.
1: No, I, I haven't met any just yet. I've been, to be honest, I've been a little bit reclusive of late. I haven't been going out and meeting <laughs> with people as much. Uh, so I'm sure there are people that use Wattpad mm-hmm. uh, in those societies, but I've been kind of focusing on the marketing end of things. So, you know, these things work in cycles.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that you've been doing a lot of writing. Um, what got you started writing about modern society and how technology affects their relationships?
1: Well, I've always been a fan of of science fiction and it struck me some time ago that technology is moving at a very fast pace and it's actually moving so quickly that we almost can't even understand the technology that we have right now that seems that in the past people used to try and predict what the future would be and they'd call this science fiction but it occurred to me, you know, we don't even know what our current technology is doing with us and so that got me thinking and I noticed that a lot of in a lot of literary journals, a lot of different places, people weren't really writing about technology. So I saw this as a niche that I could fill.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a very interesting topic. And I'm sure, you know, it's very hard to look at our society objectively when we're living in it. And, you know, when we look back a few decades from now, I'm sure that we would have a better idea of how people have been affected by the technology around us.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it it's nice to try and write a work that can sort of encapsulate what the what the sort of the zeitgeist and the mean of the times was. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I try to do with, with my writing. I try and, you know, capture what's going on right now in the moment and make it as realistic as possible.
0: And so overall, what have you been noticing in the way that technology is affecting how we interact with each other?
1: Well, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question. Um, you know, it, it's, we're... We don't really pay enough attention to each other as we used to. Um we kind of are just kind of in our own little worlds. There's somewhat of a lack of uh face to face interaction. Yeah. Of person to person uh interconnectivity. Uh I feel like some of our older, more traditional values are kind of being washed away and we're we're sort of just kind of all sort of on our own in this world. That's kind of what I've noticed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's definitely a trend, I think, that a lot more people are seeing as well. It's funny because I recently stumbled on a Tumblr online that's been pretty popular called We Never Look Up, and it was just, you know, a Tumblr of all these photos of people out on the street just staring down at their cell phones, and, you know, they're surrounded by people, or are sitting beside people in the subway, and none of them are talking to each other. They're all just focused on this one little gadget that's in their hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's borderline tragic, and sometimes... I have to heckle people when I'm at a, a dinner or some sort of meeting or you know a date and you know the other girl is like you know she's texting the whole time and I was like you know hey I just I'm not texting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so I'm right, right. here. I'm,
1: I'm here, I'm present right now uh, and be kind of a leader that way.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well would you consider yourself an expert in social media?
1: Well that's an interesting question. Um, I Actually I don't think I would consider myself to be an expert I think it's very difficult for anyone to make that claim of being an expert in social media today because it's just changing so quickly. And another aspect of that is that a lot of what gets you traction and progress in social media is your leadership qualities and your character. And so it's kind of hard to teach other people because it's changing so quickly. And also, it depends a lot on, you know, have you you got your act together as a person? Do you have the right qualities, and so a lot of it is, is internal, um, but I, that being said, I have spent a lot of time researching social media and kind of getting the lay of the land of, of how it's used.
0: And so in your opinion as a writer, should all writers be active in social media? And if they are active, how can it help them?
1: Well, I think that um, for a lot of the people that are probably listening to this podcast, they may be in more of the, the formative years of their life, like maybe around maybe 16 to 21, and I think a lot of those people will naturally uh, be using social media already. Mm-hmm. And I think what they really need to do is maybe focus on how they can use it more effectively. I'm somewhat of a fan of the, uh, there was this show a long time ago called DuckTales. I don't know if you've heard of it, and there was a Scrooge McDuck character. Yeah, I, saying,
0: I remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: he would always say work smarter, not harder. And I think that that's true of social media and anything you do. Mm-hmm. And so what I would encourage writers to do is to study social media online, study it, you know, listening to podcasts, um, you know, read blogs and things of that nature so that they can use it more effectively um, throughout their career as writers.
0: Now how do you use different social media platforms as a writer?
1: Well, I am kind of uh, partial to uh, WordPress. I have a WordPress blog that I use and update. Mm -hmm. I also use Goodreads to keep in touch with people that are actually writing Goodreads is a really good place to be involved because you know a lot of people are writing reviews there and it has a good platform to review books, uh, do giveaways. Um, also, it's a good place to meet other professional writers and send messages back and forth with them. Um, I also use Twitter a lot. I like Twitter because it's a text-based platform. And so as a writer, you know, that's a real advantage for me. I'm not sure, you know, how to leverage Facebook at this point in time, though I have a Facebook account, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's more of a picture-based platform. That's true. so I I spend a lot of my time on Twitter, um, just finding uh, new people to engage with.
0: And so do you find that all your activities in social media has helped you in some way?
1: Yeah, I think the real benefit of being on social media is it raises your visibility, and it helps you meet important people that can help you out uh, on your journey as uh, being a writer. And, you know, it connects you to people that are reading books. And it also it gives you a, a sort of a platform to speak on. I noticed that, you know, for my, my blog posts, I'm trying to post blogs that are about uh, you know, short stories and a variety of other things. And just being on there, just having those blog posts going with, with my short stories, You know, people who are publishers of books have said, "Hey, you know, we'd like to you to submit to this anthology." You know, I got a publication out of it, a a publication credit, I should say, and so that was a benefit. And of course, you know, I consider Wattpad to be a form of social media as well, and you know, it's been very beneficial to me to be to have growing up Wired, my novel be featured there, Mm -hmm. and, and as well as the contest. So, yeah, I think that it's been a very big benefit to me but I feel like in order to do it successfully a writer may need to branch out in various directions and sort of explore the territory to figure out what's all out there.
0: I guess it is important for everyone to experiment and to see what would work best for them.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Now many writers like you have been sharing stories for free on Wattpad so do you have any tips for those who want to make the most of Wattpad as well?
1: I would say to be courteous with your fellow Watt patterns and I wouldn't necessarily recommend obviously, you know posting advertisements unprompted on their on their pages. that tends to aggravate people. Um, but go ahead and send people messages, you know, requesting uh, people to read your work and also you know give a brief description of what that work actually entails. Uh, I would join clubs. I would basically leave no stone unturned. Um, and also, you know you can use social media like Twitter. And Facebook to broadcast that, you know, further to your fans. Um, I've just done a lot of different things on Wattpad to try and maximize my reach. Um, and one advantage that I had is a lot of my material that I posted on Wattpad was already finished and I'd been working on for several years before I even posted. So that allowed me to control the rate at which I published it mm-hmm. and see what the, the most optimal rate of publishing is to get to maximize your readership. So that's another thing that people might consider if they're trying to maximize their exposure on Wattpad.
0: And so you said that you were, let's say, serializing your work on Wattpad and posting regularly. And what did you find was the optimal rate of uploading?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I found that you know just posting like one chapter a day seemed to work pretty well. And then, you know, you would also tweet that to all your your, your Twitter followers. And I found that it, it got a lot of traction on Twitter because, as I understand it, you know, Wattpad is uh, optimized for reading on a mobile device. And a lot of yes. people that are on Twitter are on mobile devices. So it's a real benefit um, to do it that way. So I would say about one chapter a day, which is probably a lot quicker than most people would do. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned, you know, in social media that there's this thing – that I consider to be, I call it speed power. Mm-hmm. The quicker you do something online, it seems like a lot of times, the stronger the effect you get. And so that's kind of what I was going for when I posted you know, one story a day.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the mobile aspect of it, because actually 80% of people who use Wattpad use Wattpad on their mobile devices, on their phones or their tablets, rather than on the computer. So it definitely makes a difference for a writer to think of that when they're doing anything on Wattpad. Think of what people on the go would prefer to see or be, prefer to be doing.
1: Yeah, it's like when I discovered Wattpad, I discovered this, this whole new world because I've been trying for years mm-hmm. to get people to read my, my short stories uh, as blogs on my blogging platform. And it just seems like it wasn't getting the same traction. So there must be something that you guys are doing that's making it easier for people to read them, you know, like you said, on your mobile device. So, yeah, that was a breakthrough for me.
0: Now, where can writers go for help um, in setting up and managing their social media accounts, especially for newbies who don't know what they're doing?
1: Well, the first place that I would check would be YouTube. I think YouTube is a great place for writers to learn how to do things because it's based upon how we naturally learn how to do things. It's someone that's doing maybe a screencast or a face-to-face interview that's describing how a process works. So that's what I do. Like, if I want to figure out how Goodreads works, I go and type in Goodreads into YouTube, and I watch like the first four or five credible YouTube videos that I can find, and just keep studying it. Um, another place that I would go would be iTunes. I love uh, iTunes uh, podcasts and um, you know video podcasts and audio podcasts. I think they're a great place for writers to learn how to use social media, how to just be better writers in general. So those are the two that I I check out mostly. I don't really go into forums as much as you might expect to find information because forums tend to have a lot of self-promotional trends to them. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I I try to go to places where I can learn quickly and I can figure out the best amount of information in a short period of time.
0: Do you ever worry about investing too much time into social media?
1: Oh yeah, I really do. Um, And I think that everyone needs to consider that. Um, when they're doing this, because I think that their social media is just a small segment of all marketing and promotional techniques, and I think that you know doing a paid uh, advertisement campaign, mm-hmm. actually going out and pan- pounding the pavement and handing your business card and shaking hands and meeting people uh, is a great way to do it. And so I think that people need to not forget the traditional methods as well. I mean, everyone's really excited about social media right now. Uh, but the thing that I've really found that it's beneficial is, you know, making connections with people and getting those people to help support you in writing reviews and voting and things like that. Uh, but I think a lot of people think, well, I, it's just gonna go viral and, and everyone's gonna go and they're gonna, they're gonna go buy the book. Mm-hmm. But there are just a lot of people out there using it. And so you have to keep that in mind and think of ways that you can stand out from the competition. And I really think that, uh, the way to go is using social media in combination with actually doing, you know, real-life visits, real-life events, uh, actually doing some paid marketing. So I think it needs to be a well-rounded approach.
0: That's actually a very interesting thing that you mentioned because I see Wattpad as a community virtually in itself, and so it's important just like in real life to make connections on Wattpad as well, and that's why engaging with other people is so useful for promoting your work and getting it out there, even on Wattpad.
1: Yeah, there's a real art form to how do you send an email and how do you message people on Wattpad and not offend them and how do you start to, you know, make a connection with someone. What I found is that if you put another person's needs first above your own and start thinking about, you know, what are ways that I can help this person? Can I perhaps offer them some, uh, critique that's offline? Uh, can I offer them some help with uh, some of their spelling and grammar? Can I tell them what they're doing well? So, you know, if you put a person's needs first, I think that it can help you in building those those key relationships.
0: Speaking of traditional approaches to marketing, do you find it beneficial to go to writer conferences and festivals?
1: Well, yeah, I think that, you know, writer conferences and, and, and festivals are are important. Um, you know, just make sure when you go there that you're nicely dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because this is the real thing when, when people are – go into these things they show up and they've got their their shirt all wrinkled and half it's tucked in and they're looking at the ground you're not going to get anywhere like that mm-hmm. so you need to dress like the people who are actually you know on stage at the event if they're wearing blazers consider wearing a blazer you know um you need to present yourself as, as a winner and a leader and have some business cards ready to go and you know you just, you just, just look understand. professional like, right Professional, exactly.
0: Yeah, and it works as well on social media. You know, in anything that writers do, it's important to look professional in the book cover, in the title, and the summary description even. Everything goes well together to attract the right kind of readers.
1: Yes, I agree. It's, I I actually have spent some time on Wattpad, just studying what some of the more successful writers have been doing and how they've been, you know, uh, you know how they write a full description for their um, for their works, not just like a one you know log line summary. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they do you know really great uh, bios or profiles. That's one of the things that I think Wattpad really has going for it uh, is that people are writing some great bios and profiles that are allowing people to see at a glance how they could connect with a, a certain writer.
0: Well, speaking of best practices that other people have. Do you know of any other writers who um, could be good examples of how to use social media well?
1: Well, there are a few people that I think have helped me out along the way that I'd like to sort of pass forward. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Lindsay Barokers. She's a steampunk author. She writes this, excuse me, publishes this podcast called uh, Savvy Self-Publishing. And, you know, that's a really good uh, podcast to go check out because it really chronicles the journey of an author to, to sort of achieve uh, a level of independent success that a lot of people have had difficulty achieving. That it gives you a lot of details that, you know, are, are difficult to find uh, elsewhere. And then another person that I could think of would be Joanna Penn of The, Cro- the Creative Penn. Mm-hmm. She's got another great podcast where she just interviews a bunch of really, you know, respected, successful, largely independent authors – and she does a podcast, she also does a YouTube video, and it's good to watch the YouTube videos because you can you know, they've got this, uh, this screencast of both of the authors and you can kind of watch their faces and watch when they're looking at the camera, and when they're looking away and you can really kind of judge when they're on message and when they're off message and figure out, you know, little subtleties that you wouldn't necessarily be able to figure out with, with text or with audio so those are a couple of people um, I also enjoyed uh, David Garum's not sure if I said that name correctly, but uh, he's uh, he's an Irish writer, and he's got a blog called Let's Get Digital.
0: Oh, yeah. We actually talked to him in one of our podcasts a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I I noticed that he he had been on um, Wattpad, and his blog actually was what what first encouraged me to get involved with Wattpad. He wrote a a great blog post, and that kind of perked my ears up and said, this is something I need to be involved with as well. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, I have to give credit to him. He has a great blog. And uh, it's it's very well formatted. If you go to Let's Get Digital, you'll see that yeah, it's he he gets a lot out of the uh, the blogging theme that he's using. I think it's similar to a 2010 theme, and he really uh, has a good layout and professional format of everything he does in his sidebar and his posts. You know, it's nicely done.
0: It's interesting that you're such a big fan of podcasts. Do you have one of your own?
1: I had one of my own for a while. It was called Not from Concentrate. And, um, you know, I, I took it down. Uh, podcasts uh, tend to run about, I think, $30 a month. And at the time, I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I can keep paying for this. And um, I wanted to just focus in on my blogging. Mm-hmm. But I really do uh, think that podcasting is a great way to reach a lot of people. Um, so I would encourage people to give that a shot. I think you have to plan out what you're doing and have a good long-term plan for mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. You could try SoundCloud. Um, that's actually the platform that we're using right now, and it's completely free, so that's something that you could try out if you wanted to get back into it.
1: Oh, I actually do use SoundCloud currently. Oh, you do? Um, I use their, their free version, and I actually have some of my earlier podcasts. I think they're available on my on my blog at uh, DavidWallaceFleming.com. I just have them posted there, some of the better ones. Um, oh, okay. So, and some audio, um, but you know, it's just a question of, you know, do you want to take it to the next level and, uh, you know, continually uh, post new, new audio, I guess.
0: Yeah, I know it is a lot of work. Now, your short stories have appeared in Out of the Gutter, Escape Velocity, and Bizarro Press, so do you have any advice for people who also want to get writing in other publishing outlets like you have?
1: Well, my advice uh, would be to start blogging and to publish your short fiction uh on your blog and I would sandwich it in between other more popular forms of blogging like nonfiction posts, link posts, you know, like a link post would just be, you know, we're gonna do a roundup of all the most popular links uh regarding writing. And people like those posts. So, you know, it's tough to get your fiction out there and get it read. Um, so I kind of, you know, I like to sandwich it in between things that I know people are interested in. Mm-hmm. And, and then also once you've got this blog going, I would syndicate it to other places. Like you might syndicate it to an author profile on Goodreads. You might syndicate it to your Amazon page. You might take some of that content and also publish it on Wattpad. So it gets as big of a exposure as possible. And I really think that that approach is better than taking and praying out your story and mailing it into a publisher and letting it sit in a room for a year because that's what I found was happening to me when I decided to go digital and, and go independent was I was submitting to these places and they would have them for a year and say, oh, you were so close. You just missed it, you know, and uh, I think the way forward is going to be blogging and online, um, you know, posting of stories.
0: And, of course, I, it seems that writers also have to take their promotion into their own hands and be proactive about it.
1: yeah. I think that that is also something that's going on currently. And, you know, it's a shame, but that's just the way uh, things are right now. And, and I think the, the way of the future is, you know, you're going to, writers are going to need to start putting their money where their mouth is and start investing more into their own writing to, to rise above all the noise. Right now, there's just a real uh, surge of writers coming onto the marketplace. And mm-hmm. so the people that I see that are succeeding, they're also making. Uh, monetary investments. Uh, A lot of times, you know, traditional publishers will say, you know, we're going to give you maybe $40,000 of an advance, but we expect you to spend all of that on your promotion. You know, so that's a good, you know, benchmark to know what you're going up against. When you're going out there in the world just as an independent, someone else is spending $40,000 on promotion you're like, I'm going to do everything for free. It's tough to compete with that guy. Mm -hmm. So, something to keep in mind.
0: Do you have any upcoming projects you could share with us today?
1: Well, I am currently uh, in between projects. I'm waiting for my inspiration to strike. Uh, it takes a while. I'm kind of picky on my my next book, so I'm kind of uh, you know typing out outlines and you know sharing them with friends and waiting for you know something to really resonate with me before I undertake writing the the next novel. The first novel, you know, it took me five years to really
0: oh, wow. revise
1: and, and rewrite. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh yeah, I wrote a book in a month," but that wasn't my experience. So mm-hmm. I have somewhat of a different process, and so you know, I'm really trying to make sure it's something that I want to invest in serious time in before I t- undertake it. So that's that's where I'm at.
0: Is there a particular genre you're thinking of exploring?
1: Well, I, it's between um, either a literary uh, science fiction mix or a bizarro fiction theme. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with bizarro fiction. It's kind of a new uh, genre, Um but, you know, that is kind of more of the extreme, wacky, uh, almost weird for the sake of weird uh, type style of writing. So, And I see that coming up more and more and being more popular. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm considering, you know, do I want to be more in that uh, vein of writing or do I want to be more in, in the mainstream of, uh, you know, literary and, and mainstream type writing?
0: Is Bizarro more like something like a literary version of A Clockwork Orange?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, if, if, if A Clockwork Orange were published nowadays, they might say that it, it fell into the category of bizarro. Um, it, you know, there are titles in bizarro fiction that are just so weird that they just stick out almost to the title itself. Like, I think one of the titles is uh, Help, A Bear Is Eating Me, <laughs> Satan Burger, Um, and things that you can't even really say on a clean podcast.
0: So, you know,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's kind of out there stuff. And I think that, you know, nowadays people, they just want, they want the hot sauce. They don't necessarily want, you know, the ketchup or Mm -hmm. the mustard. They want something that's really going to excite their palate. And so I'm kind of in my mind negotiating which way to go. Do I want to go, you know, literary or do I want to go bizarro? That's, that's where I'm at.
0: That's a very interesting decision to make, though. Good luck with that.
1: Thank you. Now,
0: is there anything else that you would like to tell your readers and fans?
1: Well, I would like to mention that, as luck would have it, my novel, Growing Up Wired, it just went free on Amazon Kindle yesterday. So I'm hoping that it should still be free uh, when this podcast is posted. So if you've read it before and if you want your own digital copy, I'd encourage you to go over. Go ahead and hit that like button, and if you like it, you know, go ahead and write a review. It's good karma.
0: All right. Thank you very much, David, for joining us in today's podcast.
1: Oh, it's been my pleasure.
0: And to all our listeners, we'll see you again next time.